welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. That's right, we're talking playoffs. Playoffs. And welcome to Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. And that's me. And we are talking playoffs. Want to oh, know why? Because it's playoff time, man. It sure is. Yeah, yeah. Easy come, easy go. Right on. Hello, fantasy season. It's about to be goodbye. Yeah. For some of you out there, it is goodbye. It is goodbye. Yeah. It's over. You know, but with Dynasty Fantasy Football, the best part about it is we always say, even when you're losing, you're winning. Yeah, I mean, you're actually getting something for your crappiness. Unless you just missed the playoffs like I did, and I'm, you have the sixth pick. You're kind of like, oh, after this season. You're no man's land. I, I won nothing. <laughs> I'm getting nothing. I'm going to draft Derrick Henry in the rookie draft, if he's there, which yeah. he won't be. Yeah, who knows? Long, long way away. Long, long way. Long but right now we are in the playoffs. Yep. If you have not started your fantasy playoffs in your dynasty league, I don't know what you're doing because it should be, you know, it should be six teams in a dynasty league, right? I yeah, I think so, and I don't think you want to be playing week seventeen. So yeah, you should be. You sh- certainly don't want to be playing week seventeen, right? You know, a lot, of, a lot of weird stuff can happen with people just not showing up, basically because they're either in the playoffs or they're so far out of the playoffs, dudes just start like a Cle- it in. like you're like a Cleveland Brown, like a Cleveland Brown. You're like, hey man. <laughs> We got a first pick right now in draft. I'm kind of, I'm kind of, you know, I'm going to check out right now. Right. I'm going to count the practices. I'm going to count the minutes. Yeah. Deuces. Yeah. Peace. But uh, yeah, this is it, man. Playoff time. How many uh, are you in the playoffs? I'm in the playoffs in all three of my leagues. Ooh, I'm. I am not in the playoffs in all my leagues. Well, you have about 150. Not my listener league. I am going to cut out uh, a lot of leagues after the season. I can't wait. I can't wait. So the listener leagues for the nerd herd out there in the podcast listeners league. I know the I know there's someone like frustrated with me because I'm never like I'm never on there. I literally because I do it all on my phone, so I can't really. I need to do some stuff on the website. I will be more active after this season. And if you want more rules and stuff like that, go to Dynasty Nerds. Go to Bylaws. It, it's all the same. Because uh, we had one hiccup where I started the playoffs uh, a week early. Oops. Oops. That's a big hiccup. Yep. Oops. I, I wasn't in the playoffs, so it did not affect me. Uh, oh, well, there you go. Think about number one again, huh? Yeah, but sorry. I think I think the table is pretty much set. Well, we voted on it. Should we change it? And we voted to keep it the same. Okay. Until we'll change it in the off season. That's the only democratic way to do it at this point. But I'm doing well. Uh, I'm already up six hundred bucks mm. because uh, I made uh, in my big money league. I made six hundred dollars in side bets. Oh, that doesn't sound completely above board, Rich. And I won them all. <laughs> uh, I am. I have a buy in that league. I am the number two seed, uh, and I am uh, collecting straight cash, homie. There you go. So I'm already a winner. <laughs> I'm already a winner. Winner, winner, chicken I'm already dinner. Already a winner. Man. Yeah, I got three buys. Uh, so I feel good about that. I feel good about the playoffs. It's just kind of like, you know, there's so many injuries right now. It's kind of like you just hope nothing, no, no, nothing else really comes up in the playoffs. Uh, both those leagues, I have Gronk, so he's going to probably miss this week again. So if you have Scott Chandler, he's still another play who Scott Chandler did score a touchdown this week. Right. Um, so if you did make that play, it was a good play. Uh, so I need him back for next week. Come back, Gronk. Come I back. I need you. Right, right. I think, a lot, I think a lot of people are hoping he comes back for sure. Yeah, in the playoffs, I know I know we're going to get to Twitter questions late later. I'm sure we're going to get a lot of these questions. So if you're just to give you a heads up, I haven't even read the Twitter questions yet. But if we get to one, it's kind of like it goes under this category. 
we're going to bypass it, but we're probably getting a lot of people like, do I start this guy if he has a tough matchup in the playoffs? When you come to the playoffs, you don't want to get too cute. No. You know, matchups are important, yes, but, you know, if you have a guy like Julio Jones, Odell Beckham. You're not really messing with those guys. Yeah, you're playing those guys. Right. And if you could bench them, well, you have a hell of a lineup. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's not, it's, now's not the time to get cute, man. This is it. Best lineup. You know, match. You know, obviously, if somebody's, you know, well, Darrell Reeves is hurt, but that's kind of like one of the few cornerbacks I would kind of say, okay, maybe not. You know, uh, but even then, I'm still starting Julio. Yeah, I think I think even uh, Reeves has kind of had a down half a season or so. He hasn't been the. He I think he's starting to slow down a bit, and I don't think there's really any reason to bench a guy because he's going against Darrell Reeves anymore. Those- all those pockets full of cash going to slow you down. Yeah, he's probably got gold bricks in his shoes or yeah. something like that. Chafe, chafe yeah. the hips. Yeah, right. Uh, but, yeah, for the playoffs, man, you just want to start your best lineup. You don't want to get cute. You know, play what got you there. Mm-hmm. You're in the playoffs for a reason. You got a good squad. Or you just got really lucky because your points against was really crappy. That Which can happens. happen. Oh, yeah, I've that seen can, it. That can definitely happen. Uh, there's many times. Uh, I know I saw something on, like, Matthew Barry's tw- timeline. Somebody tweeted out. I was like, I had the most points in the league. And I missed the playoffs because it can happen. It and, really can. It's as crazy yeah. as it sounds. I mean, two years in a row in the Dynasty Nerds League, and now this year because of injury, but last year even I had you know Gronk and Le'Veon Bell, the number one tight end, number one running back. I had the third most points in the league. I missed the playoffs. Yeah. This year I missed the playoffs well because I couldn't overcome injury. There was a lot of them this year. Yeah. So, and I'm sure a lot of people were in that boat where you couldn't overcome. But then, you know, the bright side of that, if you have a guys with like a lot of injuries, and that's the reason you lost, you have a higher pick this year, and you should rebound pretty quickly next next year. Yep. Absolutely. And then if you have a, if you have a running back need, quick plug and play. Uh, but yeah, when it comes to the playoffs, man, you just want to start your best lineup. You know, if it's something close, then obviously you know hit us up on Twitter. Uh, we'll get at you with it. But it's kind of like you see some people they try to get cute for that guy that you know. Who's who's normally like a scrub, but maybe had a, a good game last week, and then trying to like ride that. Too many people, you see it a lot. You do, you see it a lot. Yeah, people play that hand. You just don't want to uh, do it, though, man. No. That's why I was shaking my head, man. You just don't want to do it. That's that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, because then when a guy comes up short, like, oh no, why'd you come up short? And you're like, well, he's not really that great, anyways. They're hitting right. miss guys, and you want to be wary of those guys. You want to be wary. Like right now, like if I have any other better option than Andy Lacy, I am not playing him. Why? Because it's kind of a question mark. I know he's. Uh, rejuvenated, this say, right? Well, I guess they, I guess he missed curfew, which is why he basically got benched more or less yes. this past week. And the guy that uh, the guy that he was involved with was a practice squad type of guy, and the guy he just got they just let him go. So yeah, it's kind of <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Why am I getting shown the door? What about Eddie? Well, <laughs> buddy, he's pretty good and. You're, You're pretty crappy. Yeah, you you blow, and that he's pretty good. We drafted him in the second round. Have you ever seen the movie Expendables? <laughs> well, you're Sylvester Stallone. Um, all right, man. you gotta go. Let's see ya. So yeah, Eddie Lacy. They are saying he's rejuvenated mm-hmm. in Roto World. It's what it says at least. Uh, he's probably gonna bounce back, but he's a player for me, like a running back for me, for example. Uh, if I don't have to play him, which is a nice luxury to have, I he's a kind of player like. For this year, I'm not playing. C.J. Anderson, I'm not playing. Now, right. you know, you know, guys like that. But let's get let's get in some guys you can play because they are injured. We can't play them, or yeah. or you can't. Okay, because of injuries ahead. Well, of it's me. another week, so there's more injuries, right? Of course, man. The the weird the weird and wacky year that it is. Uh, Martellus Bennett down uh, for the year with just like a rib injury, but broken I, ribs. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I guess yeah. I guess that's kind of a four weekend ish injury, and that's all they got At left. At this point, you just put them on IR. Yeah. They're, 
Right, they're right. not making the playoffs. So they got who? Who they got? There? Zach Miller. And Zach then, Miller, and they just signed Rob Hausler today. Right. Uh, you don't want to, you know, do anything with Rob Hausler. He's he has no dynasty value whatsoever. Uh, Zach Miller, he had a, he had a good game this year. Yeah, he's had a couple here and there type of games. I don't think you, re- I don't think you want to get cute and play him unless you're desperate. If unless you own, you know, Martellus Bennett, you have no backup. But I right. mean. Yeah, it, and that's that kind of falls into character. How cute do you want to get now? Right. Tight end, yeah. Now tight end, you do have a little bit more lean, you know, a little bit more lean way because of the scarcity of talent there. There, uh, there's not a lot out there. Yeah, no, I agree with that. You know, it's like it kind of hurt like Jake Butt from Michigan uh, announced he was going back to Stand, Michigan this year. He's yeah. the number two tight end on the list, so he's you know it's kind of like hey, and again, this is why I preach, man. Tight ends, why you always want to keep drafting them because they're such a they're such a rarity. They, they fall into that running back category, but even more rare. Right. You know, mm-hmm. that's why you want to take one, even if it's later every every draft. Even a guy who we were kind of down on, like Jesse James for the Steelers. You know how we we, we didn't think he had any value whatsoever. He's he's just shown a little bit here and there. You know? Here and there, yeah. He's I mean he doesn't drop balls or anything. Uh, yeah. And if you would have drafted him like real late, just because you know, hey, I'm gonna take a tight end here because you know sometimes it's better to take a good gamble on a tight end there than like maybe a lo- really long shot receiver that you know almost doesn't have a chance or a quarterback. You take a tight end there. Like if you had to put Jesse James in right now, definitely with uh, Heath Miller banged up, and you had no other option. Say you had Martellus Bennett. If you drafted Jesse James, you could pull him off your taxi squad. You you might get a touchdown out of him. You might be, he might be usable. That yeah, I mean that's way better than drafting the the fifth round quarterback that's third on his team and is never going to see the field. Yeah, and by the time he does develop, he's off your squad anyways. You don't even bring him up. Somebody like uh, Sean Banyan. Right. And, you right. know, New Orleans, some along those lines. Like, oh, I'll take him. I have Drew Brees. No, take somebody like Jesse James, even though we were smashing him in the podcast. Right, whatever. I mean, but, it hey, is what it is. He's one of those first guys that's like 6'7 and it's actually succeeded. Yeah, you're right. I mean, he, okay, he hasn't succeeded yet. But anytime you see something on a, a tight end year one, it's a good sign. And he's an explosive. He's offense. in a good offense. Yeah, yeah. True story. So here's a couple. I mean, a couple more tight ends that went on IR today or this past couple of days are Larry Donnell um, and Garrett Garrett Selleck. So Larry Donnell's direct backup is obviously Will Will Ty. He's already been producing for you know, yeah, the, the he, past few weeks. It, yeah. uh, last week just had the second most points uh, receiving wise. Uh, he was second on team in receptions. He had three for seventy yards. So on four targets, he caught three of them for seventy yards. That's a ten point game, right? And, Double digits. And Garrett Selleck, um, obviously him and him and Vance McDonald have kind of gone back and forth, but that clears the way for Vance McDonald as long as he can come back from the concussion that he had last. And week. if not, there's Blake Bell. Blake Bell. Yep. And you know Vance McDonald was kind of a little hot, hot commodity there for a second. Garrett Selleck, meh. Well, I mean, uh, I mean, I think uh, Blaine meh. Blaine Gabbert has shown that he. He likes to throw to the tight end. Yeah, he does. So he likes to the tight end. He likes it. <laughs> so you know, whatever. It it's at least notable to okay. keep an eye on those guys. I'm hearing, yeah, and then, so big injuries to tight ends there, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. It, and it hurts. I mean, everybody besides, I mean, Martellus Bennett's a big name there, but everybody else, if you're if if you're starting the rest of the guys, this doesn't affect you because you were likely not in the playoffs anyway. Oh, yeah, seriously, <laughs> you're waving goodbye from. Uh, from the sidelines and i can't wait to get into like this rookie class to see like i don't know anything about like the tight end class so i'm kind of like intrigued to see because i need i could use another tight end i dude i could always use another tight end always always um so switching gears here a little bit to a different position um where there was kind of like not a lot of clarity going here in the denver backfield that might be clearing up a little bit because cj anderson's apparently very sore his ankle is very sore very sore, sore comma very sore. Very sore. So, um, 
I mean, obviously that just boosts Ronnie Hillman's value. Yeah, um, gives him all his running back one numbers here. Right. So I, that's a guy that you maybe didn't think you could count on, but you might be able to, especially in a pinch or whatever. Yeah, I would say round. start him in the playoff. I would say yeah. start him. I mean, you know, Brock Osweiler's opened up the run game. The receivers are doing well. Damaris has a little pickup there. The Denver, you know, Denver's defense has put him in good position. They can get a lead there. They're going to run the ball. Ronnie Hillman catches the ball really well. I say he, for the rest of the playoffs, he is startable. Well, at least for next week. Yeah, for next week for sure. And just, you know, keep an eye on it. Make sure that C.J. Anderson doesn't bounce back really quickly from this very sore ankle. I mean, who knows? No one else. No one, I know it's completely off gear. We even talk about it. I was, like, kind of looking at some defenses, like, who has some good matchups going ahead. Kansas City. Their defense has played well all year. I don't just just so ha- I know they're not out on a waiver wire, but you never know or something like that. I like Kansas City has a really good stretch all the way to Week 16 for playoff That's matches. That's nice, man. That's key. They play the Browns. They play like San oh. Diego this week. They have they have some really good match. Like every week, it's a good matchup. Um, but yeah, so CJ CJ Anderson's very sore. very sore. So Ronnie Hillman, another running back who's sore. Uh, Marshawn Lynch, man, sore, very sore, comma. <laughs> He might be he might be done for the like the rest of the the fantasy year for it sure. It looks that way. Yeah, so it, it sounds like their their initial timetable was a little bit optimistic and he might not be coming back as soon as they thought. So you're going to might be able to roll with Rawls all the way through your playoffs. I know I started him last week. I played him in all my DFS leagues, 19 it, carries, 101 yards and a touchdown. I mean, that baby. Was, yeah, that was a must win for me last week and I and I rolled with Rawls and and won. So it's a it's a good play uh, as long as Lynch isn't in the game. So it sounds like that's going to be good. He might be good to go for the next few weeks. And I'm pretty sure I saw a stat. I might even retweet it out there about uh, Rawls. I think he's like the number one running back right now with yards after contact. Dude's a beast, man. I really like the way that guy runs, and I don't I don't think they lose much, you know, from Lynch in in his prime type of thing. I, obviously, their their skill set's a little different. His isn't, isn't as bruising which is probably better for his longevity, to be honest with you. So what do you think, you know, and they brought, when they brought him back on March 6, 2015 this year, they signed Lynch to a contract extension. $31 million contract contains $12 million guaranteed. So $12 million is a lot. Yeah. Uh, his base salary for this year is four point five, But he has a, for next year, he's a $9 million contract. They got to bring him back, right? If that's all guaranteed, yeah. It's not. So they his twelve million guaranteed. They paid him four point five this year. That it's so yeah, it's pretty much almost all guaranteed. So Lynch is most likely coming back. But he's a weird fellow anyway, so we don't know what's going on there. And Thomas Rawls has shown I'm I'm in. I'm sold on Rawls. Yeah. Not as much as like we're doing ADP, you know, now. We mm-hmm. brought we just brought on uh an ADP guy. His name, if you follow him if you want to get him follow him on Twitter, I encourage you all to follow him on Twitter. Uh, at Dynasty ADP Kyle. Uh, Kyle is our new ADP guy. We want to welcome to the site because I said we are hiring new writers. Uh, we brought two, I, I brought two new writers on. Their articles are coming soon. We have a couple more in the works. We brought Kyle on who will be doing all our ADP. So we will have ADP, which is really helpful on DynastyNerds.com here going forward starting next month. Uh, a real useful tool. If you want to participate in mock, mock drafts all year long, get on Twitter. And make sure you follow Kyle. I'll be retweeting those out as well to join those mock drafts. Uh, we need your help uh, to help us, you know, to participate in these so you can get really good up-to-the-date data. It's a, yeah, I mean, it just helps you know what guys' true values really are and what everyone else is thinking about these guys. Yeah, it's literally up-to-date values. It's going to help you for your trades. Um, right. ADP is a really good 
good data to have. It's a good and, tool. It really is. It's a good tool to use for trades and just, you know, even just getting values of all these guys. And we're going to provide that data for you right. for free. For free. So that's why we say buy Dynasty Nerds t-shirts because it helps us pay these guys and go to DynastyNerds.com because it helps pay these guys. Uh, and just, you know, remember, every dollar that comes into the website, we don't, none of it goes in our pockets. It goes right back out to help you guys. Right you on. Know? We're not in this for the cash flow. We're in this for the knowledge and for you. Preach it. That's why you know Josh put up a donate page, uh, donate thing on the website. That's nice, man. I didn't realize that he was going to do that. He just did it, and I didn't know he was going to do it either, but he told me, he's like, I finally got a donate page on there. Because as you guys know, everything we do is free. We're going to keep it that way, which is really counter, you know, it's kind of weird to say, hey, we have a donate page, but we're going to keep it for free. Uh, But if you do want to support the the website, literally, you can go on there and have a reoccurring charge for a dollar every month. It's 12 bucks a year. But, yeah, it's not much. That is not much at all. It would help us tremendously. Again, all that money that comes in pays for the podcast and goes back out into the website and lets us hire writers and better writers. Because then the more money comes in, we can hire some really sweet writers like Peter King. Come on now. I can reach. Yeah, you can. I can dream. I believe I can fly. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> next thing you know, I'm peeing on you. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, yeah, that donate page is on there if you want to do contribute. Uh, and, of course, you always buy Dynasty Nerds t-shirts. And we do have to announce some t-shirt winners as well. And Wait, the, don't do any of this. He's going to pee on me. <laughs> <laughs> you have a t-shirt. Your t-shirt comes with fresh urine. Oh, man. Nasty. My t-shirt smells funny. <laughs> uh, we'll announce the t-shirt winners. How about we do it after we do get through this injury news? Yeah, sure. We got a couple of... Uh, what do we got left here? I don't know, a couple. Uh, yeah, uh, we got uh, Kevin White might be actually getting activated here. Um, Which doesn't help us now, but it'd be nice for him in his future to any kind of reps he can get in season now will help him for next year. I was, I mean, I, that's exactly what I was going to say. Like, um, obviously, this is just, you're not, you're not depending on him for anything, but it'll be nice to see how he comes back from this injury to see if he's got the same kind of form he did in college at all, just so you kind of know what you have going into next year. And remember, he's raw. He had one year at West Virginia, and that's it. I'm still really high on this guy, though. Me too. I'm really high on him as well. I'm not down on him. Uh, we said it, I think, in the beginning of the year when he first got hurt. This means nothing. This year was going to be a wash regardless. But it'd be nice to give him some reps. There's four more games left. If somehow if he can just get even two games in, right. you know, I'll take it. Yeah, definitely. Me too. Because next year is going to be a little rough for him probably, most likely as well. Right. Having Alshon along, you know, across from him will help, though. Yeah, it will. Uh, and since we're going to wrap up all this injury news, we'll put a little bow on it with a guy that was constantly on the injury news when he was in the league, Denario Alexander, apparently doing a little workout here and trying to get back in the league at age 27. Yeah. Tall. 6'5". Yeah. Fast. Oh, very fast. He apparently reportedly ran a 5'4". Five, uh, five, a 4'5". Ooh, not the, bad. Yeah, that's really good. That's I mean, really fast for a guy being 6'5". Yeah, very fast. So, I mean, he was a guy that was like a, a big play guy, and he was really good when he was in the league. But yeah, he, he, could he was never, fantasy relevant there in San Diego for a little bit. Absolutely. He just could never stay healthy. Nope. So, I mean, he's 27 years old. He's had big-time knee issues on both legs. Trying out for the Bears. He's trying out for the Bears. So the, uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, if you have room, worth it's worth the stash, until at least until maybe like – your rookie draft, if you or whatever, it's he's worth an ad now, right? Just to see what happens. Yeah, he is because he he was he was definitely he was one of those guys that every time he got in the game, he'd be blowing up like putting up like t- double digit like twenty twenty five mm-hmm. points like big time numbers. I played him multiple yeah. times. Oh, so did I. And then he got hurt, and you're like, oh crap. Yeah. So I finally got fed up, and obviously he moved on, and I moved on. 
But now he's back. You guys have gone your separate ways. Who knows? Maybe he'll find his way back onto my team. Hey, love love likes to make its way around, mm-hmm. you know? Right. So before we get into uh, the next uh, part of the show here, we'll do a little bit relevant stuff now. And then we have a lot of Twitter questions as well. All right. Uh, but we have we had the contest for the 100th episode. Mm-hmm. Thanks for all that have entered. Right. And again, if you didn't right. win, just buy a shirt. Yeah, you could always just buy one. No big deal. Remember, Christmas is coming up. Yeah. They're great shirts, uh, and these two people are soon to find out. Don't be a Grinch. Somebody probably in your life probably needs a shirt. Yeah, get, and that's the thing. One. If you don't even want a shirt, buy the shirt from somebody, for somebody else. Yeah, seriously. I know Brian wrote here, or uh, no, Liam Dale is one of our winners. He won the regular contest, mm-hmm. uh, and he said, awesome. Thank you guys so much. This is going to make a great gift. Oh, I probably shouldn't say who it's for. Oh, yeah. In case don't, that person listens too. Don't blow it, man. Whew, almost ruined Christmas. Jeez. It's like telling people there's no Santa Claus. Oh, ooh. Oh, come on, dude. Ooh, spoiler alert. Sorry. Spoiler alert. But, you got to uh, say that before you do stuff like that. Congrats to Liam Dale and Brian Zinkle uh, for winning the t-shirts. There you go. Those are going to go out tomorrow with everybody else that bought a t-shirt this week. I think I got like six of them that need to go out this week. It was a good week. Yeah, man. Shout out to you guys. Shout out. Good job, guys. Tis the season to be a nerd. <laughs> yeah, so Brian and Liam, thank you very much uh, for participating. Congrats. Uh, sorry to everybody else that participated. And then we had, you know, a lot of people that had the nicknames on there as well. They had them. Some that I even forgot about, like Manzelf. Oh, man. <laughs> Manzelf. That's a good one. Completely forgot about yeah, it. Yeah, everybody yeah. remembered Gare Bear. Yeah, that's, that's been pretty fresh. The one thing I was disappointed in, only one person mentioned Crockett the Rocket. What? Yes, and oh, that was, was the most recent one we gave out. That was one of my favorites, too. That's one of my favorites, yeah. too. And I think there was only one, maybe two Bishop Rankies. Wow. Yes. That was like the OG right there, wasn't he? That's the first one. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, who knows? But they were good. If, if there was one before that, somebody tweet us. Yeah, and some people were tweeting something like, do we use that? They're like, yes, you used it. And then somebody else would tweet too. And I'm like, oh, I guess we did use it. Yeah. And I remember it. <laughs> I honestly didn't even remember. I didn't remember Man's Elf, but that was the number one answer. Man's Elf. Yes, if this was Family Feud, the number one answer would have been Man's Elf. Nice. And nicknames that the Dynasty Nerds Coast gave to NFL players. <laughs> and the number one answer, Man's Elf. Oh, we all know Johnny Manzel's small. Show me Man's Elf. Show me Man's Elf. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. And Crack of the Rocket would have been one. Yeah, for me. Which is weird. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was going to be the number one answer. Yeah. Because it was just, you know, recent and great. Oh, and somebody gave me, uh, uh, who were we asking for? Who would I, I say last year that I gave a terrible nickname? Do you remember? I uh, don't, man. I, that, the, the, the oh, Brock. One. Oh, Brock Oswald. I was like, oh, like Brock the Rock or whatever it was. But somebody, uh, and somebody tweeted at me a great nickname. I'm like, oh, I got to use that in the show next week, and I already forgot. Oh, bummer. And now I don't have time to look at it on my phone because we'd hold up the show yep oh, we well. don't want to do that the no, show we, we hey, don't want to do that the show must go on that's right that's what they say yeah that's what i say uh so let's get some news going on to the week david johnson yeah man yeah we we said he was pretty much last man standing there in the backfield for this past week and he showed it man what did he get yeah. uh 22 carries 99 uh, yards 99 yards and a, 4.5 average he caught a touchdown as well yeah, if it caught two balls for 21 yards and a touchdown. And we mentioned that last week. Like, this is a guy that you want to play if he's going to start just because of the offense he's in. Yeah, and yeah, and he's really, I mean, he's really good at catching the ball. I'm surprised he only got two catches, to be honest. But, I mean, they were feeding him the rock, and he, he produced. He got nearly 100 yards. The whole thing of David Johnson just kind of, I'm confused on it. I thought, like, he was going to be that bigger Andre Allenton. 
but he's like he's capitalizing as a rusher. I thought his like he'd be like when even they drafted him. Like what's kind of weird because he catches his best part of his game is the way he catches the ball. Maybe in my face. I mean yeah, obviously they're they're really good at developing talent there. And, uh, yeah, oh, you think start, Bruce Arians is a good coach? Yeah, kind of. And uh, hell yeah, yeah. They, I mean. Obviously, so they've even got Obviously. JJ. They've even got JJ Nelson kind of producing here. And yeah, she's scoring touchdowns out there too. That guy's like 140 pounds. So. Now that fall into the category of getting cute, right? If you're, that, you that start would, that yeah. fall in the category, dude, that would be don't get cute, man. Dude, JJ Nelson scored two touchdowns in a row. Right, don't get cute. <sighs> I'm kind of banged up at receiver. Julio's got a bad matchup. Do not do that. <laughs> don't do <laughs> it. Right. Yeah, that falls into that category. But yeah, I mean everything in Arizona is good. John Brown, another good uh another good game as well. Broke hundred yards. Solid. Yeah, yeah, six six catches, hundred and thirteen on eight targets. Yeah, real good. Who had a really, really good game? Uh so, somebody I loved that I won the Browns to draft really bad. Yes. Allen Robinson. <laughs> yes, I know who you're talking about. Talking about Mo- like I'm gonna redo. I was kind of messing with my dynasty rankings. Uh, I think we're gonna bring Tim on to do dynasty rankings as well. I know you said you're gonna update your rankings here soon too. I I actually did an update of mine. Oh, nice. Uh, I'm gonna have to move Allen Robinson up even higher. He's he's okay. Here's a question for you because I think I'm gonna make this move. Who would you rather have, Calvin Johnson or Allen Robinson? Um. If I needed to win a game today, I'd say Calvin Johnson. Would you, though? Because let me tell you this. Yes. Allen Robinson has 15-plus PPR points in eight consecutive games. The only, the longest consecutive streak by non-QB. Eight-plus games of 15-plus right. points well, well, in PPR a, leagues. Well, that's impressive. Maybe you're, you're starting to sway me, I guess. And I think, I think after the season's a really, I think this is the time to finally sell Calvin Johnson. Get up there in age. Uh, I mean, now granted, I still love Calvin. I think he has probably at least two years of helping you out. Right. But I think now's the time this off season to sell Calvin. If yeah. you're going to sell. I mean, obviously Allen Robinson's on his way up big time and Calvin's going to start his decline now. So yeah, and, I can see it from that respect. So I'm going to move when I go through my rankings either tonight or tomorrow, when I get on there, I'm going to move Allen Robinson ahead of Calvin Johnson. It was a good, it was a good run. Uh, all time great fantasy receiver. And again, he's not done. No, but I think for dynasty, like if, you know, with our rankings, they're there to help the people. You know, the people that listen and read them. I think if you're doing a startup, I think it, the best move is clearly to take Allen Robinson ahead of Calvin Johnson to win now and in the future. I, I mean, I could see that, but it, he's real young, I and mean, we love that Jacksonville offense. I, I understand that. I, you're, you're still. I'm still not 100 percent sold on that. If you really love them both, I mean, I think it's the kind of player you probably could take. Like, you would take A-Rob close to the end of the first round, like 11, 12, somewhere around there anyways, 9, 10, somewhere around there. You'd probably come back and take Calvin Johnson. Yeah, you might be able to double up and get both of them. Yeah, which right. we, if, if, you, if you play your cards right there. Yeah, I mean, I'm not taking any running backs there. I know your strategy. I know you hate running backs. And you, it doesn't matter what you know. It's what the people know. I know, I know, I know. Love young receivers. I messed up in this listeners league taking dumb CJ Anderson and all these other running backs to Carlos Hyde, CJ Anderson, and well, I got LaShawn McCoy, but he's he's still good. Yes, he is. For now. So uh, uh, speaking of young wide receivers that did a pretty good job this weekend, what about our boy Doriel Green Beckham? Man, real sl- he slipped. We talked all, and this is where you should always stick to your guns when the players. We had Doriel Green Beckham. I had Doriel Green Beckham at number six overall rookie player 
going into the draft. Yep. And I remember when we first started doing rookie rankings, I was like, oh, I have the sixth pick. And I was like, when we started doing the podcast, I was like, I am taking Doro Green Beckham no matter what. I remember this. I remember this conversation. Like it was yesterday. Like it was it almost was a yesterday. year ago. Yep. But yes, that's what I said. I was like, I'm taking him no matter what. Nothing's changed in my mind. I love him. I love him. I love him. Uh-huh. Well, guess what? He's looking pretty damn good he's, early. He's starting to, but guess what's even more awesome? You he, got him at number 12. He, he slid to me at number 12 because nobody listened to your advice. And yeah. I was sitting there with a grin, and I took him. And people were like, and I never had, you know, Brashad Perriman ahead of him. But people were like, oh, you got to take Brashad Perriman over Dora Greenbeck. I'm like, no, no, you don't. No. No, you don't. Like, the only person I was, like, willing to argue there was, like, Nelson Algalore because we were going into the season you know, thinking he could kind of take Jeremy Macklin's role. Chip Kelly's offense was going to be awesome. Man. That blew up. Still yeah, like right. Al Galore, you so know what I mean, yeah. long term. Mm-hmm. But right now, I would definitely take Dora Green Beckham ahead of Al Galore. I agree. And I did a poll, this week's Twitter poll, a couple hundred responses. And? And I what said. What was the question? Yeah. The question was, you're doing a dynasty startup now. Who are you taking? So these three players on the board. Dora Green Beckham, John Brown, and Jordan Matthews. Hmm. So you answer the question, and I'll give you the results. Let me see if I can find it. Let me switch over to my Twitter page real quick. Uh, well, Dor- Doral Green Beckham, oh, hey, I think, has are. the most talent out of those guys. The best situation is John Brown, um, just because I like him in that Bruce Arians offense. So Correct. For, for me, it's between Doral Green Beckham and John Brown, and... Just based off my size bias, probably Doriel Green Beckham because I like tall, big wide receivers. And that's the way I looked at it too. You know, I was like, man, for me, it was not Jordan, Matt- and I still like Jordan Matthews. So do I. Yeah, th- yeah. I, that's no slight on Jordan Matthews. But, but you know, the quarterback situation there's up in the air. Very bad. Uh, Chip Kelly will be back again. I like Jordan Matthews. I think he's a great buy low candidate this offseason. I really do. I think Jordan Matthews is one of the top targets you should be trying to acquire this offseason. Yeah, he's going to be getting like the the lion's share of the uh, whoever's throwing the ball. He's going to be getting the lion's share of the targets. There. And you know, I'll give you the results before I go into my kind of th- on this. And of course, the hot hand is always going to win. But right. Doyle Green Beckham was the number one choice. Up two hundred votes, forty six percent went to Green Beckham, thirty percent to John Brown, twenty four percent to Jordan Matthews. And the way I look at it is really actually, close. That actually breaks down to like how close it was in my head, too. Pretty close to. I mean, like it was, well, probably a little bit more to John Brown, though. Actually, to be honest, but the percentage wise in my head, he was probably a little bit closer to Doyle Green Beckham in percentage. Brown wise, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I like, and I agree with you, size wise helps. Mariota looks like he's gonna be the real deal. There's nothing else in Tennessee but Doyle Green Beckham. He's a freak. Once again, he's gonna be a touchdown machine. Right. That's where his real advantage is going to be. I know he had that big you know, reception, but I think his fantasy relevance is mostly going to come from touchdowns, at least early. I mean, he could turn into a superstar. We said before the rookie draft, the guys out of all these people who has the highest ceiling out of all of them is pretty much Doriel Green Beckham. Right. That guy learns how to run routes, and you ever watch out league. Forget about it. Yeah. yeah I mean, he's a freak. Mm-hmm. But with John Brown, he's one of those guys, and you can't buy him low, but if you still buy him in an offseason, I still recommend it because. He could be the next Antonio Brown. Yeah, that's exactly how I see it too. Yeah. I mean, he really, really can. And I know so like a mediocre wide receiver. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Or the number one uh, receiver out there. Yeah, no, uh, I know we're in our in our ADPs. You know, it's been a mix. Like right now, it's like a real mix between Odell Beckham, uh, Julio Jones, and Antonio Brown for the first overall selection right. in a dynasty start, which all makes sense. 
You yeah. know what I mean? Any of those guys that, you know, I would agree with all of those. Yeah, like, you can't knock anybody for picking any one of those guys. And those would be, like, me, for me personally, those would be my top three probably as well. Because now, even though I was, I had, like, Odell Beckham a six, I am willing to move him back up to number three overall now because he is just that good. He's starting to get filthy again. He is. He kind of started off the year slow, but now it's starting to yeah. really click in. I know, again. like, six months, you know, six weeks ago, I'm like, see, this is why I told you I wouldn't give all this. Right. I still wouldn't take a number overall, but I would take a number third because I still like Antonio Brown ahead of him, and I still love Julio ahead of him as well. But I will give him number three. If somebody took a number one, I'd be like, you just got a great player, no right. problem whatsoever. Right. But John Brown, going forward, Larry Fitzgerald's up there in age. Michael, Michael Floyd, Floyd is a free, free agent. agent yep. Okay? Mm-hmm. J.J. Nelson is a buck fifty, soaking wet. You know he's never going to be. He is what he is. He's a really super fast, like explosive player. Mm-hmm. John Brown can run routes. He's super fast. Yep. Uh, and he's going to be the younger guy out there. I can see him being Antonio Brown. Yep. Being a top tier fantasy receiver, week in, week out. I mean, he's almost there now. If it wasn't such like cluster field out there in receivers, you know, a couple, you know, with a couple of those games where Michael Floyd stepped up, John Brown could easily be a wide receiver one. He's something you could plug and play. I mean, you play him every week. Yeah, you could. But so it's just kind of like for me and DGB, it's yeah, him and DGB, it's really close for me. Yeah, it's, it's definitely. I feel like John Brown's a safer pick there with a high ceiling as well, but DGB's got the higher upside. I think if I was doing a startup today, it depends, like, how my draft went. You know, if I already had, like, a really good receive, two receivers, I would take Doriel Green-Beckham. If I only had one, I think I would take John Brown. I guess that's a good way to phrase it. That is a good way to think about it, like, what you already have on your team. You're obviously not taking any one of those guys as your first wide receiver, so I guess it would depend on what you already had. Both good players. They all, are. Yeah, obviously, yeah. all three, actually, are good players. I, yes, you can't really lose with all, any any one of those three. I and think. I think I think us just dismissing Jordan Matthews, like we're not even talking about him in this conversation between these two, again puts back to the point where he should be a nice buy low player. I mean, he was just the number four overall rookie player, probably in a rookie draft right around there too. So he's not going to be super cheap. But maybe in a draft class this year where I don't like the receivers as much, if I have a top six pick, if I can get Jordan Matthews for that top six pick, I'm giving up the six top six pick for Jordan Matthews. And it's doable. That's one of those things that you can do on draft. Wake day. up. Sorry, man. Long day. Mm-hmm. Partying over there. Partay. Um, yeah, so he, he, he's looked great. He has looked great. Mariota had a huge run. He's looked good. Yeah, dude, he ripped off an 87-yard run. So on top of throwing. Longest run this year by a quarterback. Yeah, so on top of you know throwing for uh, 268 and three touchdowns, he also ran for 112 and another touchdown. So that's that's big-time numbers, man. And and that's what you're going to get from Mariota. That's why he's he's big time asset to have hopefully you know you probably are already too late to the show to get him unfortunately yeah and if you got him he's gonna be him and I mean, obviously we we preach Jameis winston right i think we probably preach Jameis winston more than any other dynasty site out there or podcast or anywhere out there we preach Jameis winston like he's the second coming of andrew luck <laughs> and i think we look really good for doing he so. looks really i mean yeah both those guys are really good building blocks fortunately in the one league where i needed um, a quarterback, I ended up with both of them. You are in really good shape. Yeah. You're going to so. be able to make a really good trade in a couple of years. Yep. Which is going to be really nice. Yeah. Uh, you know what's crazy? You know, what's, you know what sucks is like the Browns are likely going to have the number one pick this year. It's like yes. every time the Browns have a really high pick, it's like the year before was the really good quarterbacks. Do we, you know? do we have to go over this again? This is horrible. Yeah. This is just depressing. Peyton Manning, Jameis yeah. Winston. I don't, don't want to do Or it. right behind them. 
It's just yeah. isn't it just it's just bad luck. It's just real bad, man. I see a look in your face. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. All right. There's always next year. That's what they say every year. Uh, DeMarco Murray. DeMarco Murray. Benched. Uh, basically benched. And I guess he went and bypassed talking to Chip Kelly and went right to the owner. Did you hear about that? I did not hear about this. You're yeah. breaking news on my ears. Get ready, ears. Here they come. I'm he, ready. He went right. He, I already I already broke it. That's, I'm just going to say the same thing over again. Uh, but, I mean, that's big-time news, man. That's... um. You're not going to, he's going to be basically in the doghouse for the rest of the year. Unless, you know, unless the owner was like, comes down and says, Chip, use this guy. I mean, like, what, what do you think you're going to get out of that? It's a kind of a dumb move. It's a real dumb move. Um, I'm a DeMarco Murray owner, and, and I'm, I'm just disappointed that I have to have him on my roster right Well, now. you had one good year, at least. I know. DeMarco. But I think he's a talented running back. He just does not fit this scheme. Maybe this is his way to, like, be like, hey, if you're not going to use me, get me the hell out of here in the offseason. Like, I'm not signing up for this. I think it's best for everybody if they do part ways with him. I don't Honestly, know how much guaranteed so money he has. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be that great. I think DeMarco should walk. His value is at an all-time low. Yeah. Uh, and fantasy-wise, in other, you know, other news, I know Ryan Matthews is coming out of concussion protocol. Right. Startable, most likely. Dude, I'm still not. I'm not not this not this week. This, that would fall under cute. That fall. He's looked really cute. good, and I mean everything from you just said. It, it would seem like he'd probably get the most carries slash catches. Dude, they're gonna what? Chip Chip Kelly just said he, that they're basically gonna go week to week with their running back thing. Yeah, and Darren Sproles left. Darren Sproles, like who? I don't want to be a part of that at all. There's Darren Sproles there. There's Kenyon Barner. They're gonna sprinkle Demarco Murray in for a couple token carries, and then yeah, working Ryan Matthews in there. It's a four-headed monster. Stay the hell away. So That's you're saying way. fantasy playoffs? Philadelphia Eagles are off limits. It's Chernobyl. Yeah, stay away, man. Get well, out of there. You know, we didn't even mention it last week. Uh, shame on us, but Sean Drone in San Francisco had Get, a good game, getting everything, man. And uh, he's plays the Cleveland Browns this week. <laughs> Who are the worst run defense in the history of mankind? Yeah. Startable this week. Startable, especially if you know if they they make it sound like Hyde's probably not going to come back at all this year. Yeah, he's not. He's most likely designated for IR. Uh, which again, another might be another good buy low candidate. Carlos Hyde this offseason didn't do anything this year besides week one. Right. But then week one is right when he hurt his ankle or his foot. You know, got a stretch fracture, stress fracture in his foot. The team's on its way up just a hair. I think Carlos Hyde's a good buy low candidate. He's still a good running back. I think he's definitely a talented running back. If you can get him, get him. I, that's why I, I think he's definitely worth it. Definitely start Sean Drone this week, though. He is not. That's not a cute play. That's a smart play. Yeah, the Browns' defense is terrible. They can't stop anything, and that I mean, that's all they have to do is run the ball against us to win. Because we're not going to be able to put up any points. It's that, that simple. Do not start any Cleveland Browns. <sighs> True statement. Or any other Forty uh, ers Yeah, I mean. It, it's a it's gonna be a wasteland of a game. I'm I probably won't even watch it. All right, last thing here before we get into your Twitter questions is I just want to bring up his name, my friend, my Twitter avatar, <laughs> my friend and yours. Uh, one of our favorite guys who was a, a buy low candidate mid season early this year, Sammy Watkins. Yeah, man. I don't mean not targeted enough and still killing it. They're I mean they're a, they're a weird team. Um. Two weeks in a row, he's gone over 100 yards. But I think they're finally starting to, like, click and get healthy. So I think this is what you can kind of expect going forward. I mean, he only he did it on three only three catches. Even so better. He is a big play guy. But, I mean, I, I'd like to see those targets go up for only four targets for him. 
But uh, can you uh, still believe that uh, Andre Ellington, DeAndre Hopkins, Martavis Bryant, Andre Ellington were all on the same team in Clemson and winning? <laughs> was C.J. Spiller on there too? No, that was before that. Yeah, he was already in the league at the point. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm really surprised when you see all the the talent that was flowed through that system. I tweeted out this week. I love. I love. I was watching the Steelers game. The way Martavis Bryant just so fluidly goes up there and gets the ball. Yeah. He's a big play guy, man. He's uh he's moving up the rankings as well. He's a stud. Right. He definitely is, man. He's a big time player and he's in the perfect system to have like a big watch because they don't have anything have anyone else like perfect. that. Perfect. He and is so smooth. Ben too, loves man. to chuck it up, man. So that's really it's a really perfect situation. Yeah, he falls into like that for Big Ben perfectly. Like he's somebody like say after like free agency wise, like he had the free agent market and the Steelers wouldn't pay him what he deserves. He probably did get wide receiver one numbers. Right. Like he'd like for somebody that doesn't have a receiver yet, like he'd be really good in Baltimore with Joe Flacco's arm. You know? Like he fits that kind of offense. Like he's just one of those big guys you just chuck it up and he just he he goes and gets it very nicely and then actually gets good yards after the catch as well. Right. He's a beast. I like him. I wish I owned him. So do I. I tried to get him uh, a couple times this year, and 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 the owners wouldn't bite. Yeah. I was throwing some pretty good offers out there too. And I know, and I know, at Dynasty Tommy said before the season started, he's like, "Hey, if you're gonna, I think we might have mentioned on the pod too or an article, is like if you're gonna get, he's like, now's the time to buy Martavis Bryant. Yep. He told me this before the season. He's like, he's like, I'm trying to buy Marta- all the Martavis Bryant shares I can now. And I'm like, really? I mean, it could be like a question mark. You know, he's got the suspension. He's like, no. He's like, I'm serious. He's like, uh, I was trying like, to buy him while he was on suspension. I couldn't get him. Which would have been a good time yeah. to do it. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm, he's like, Rich, I promise you, by the end of this year, it'll be too late. Yep. And guess what? It's probably he too late. He was dead on. It's too late. Yeah. It, I mean, it is. I mean, anything's possible. And even then, he may fall in that category where you feel like you're giving up a lot, but it's worth it in the end. I agree, man. They only There's only so many big-time playmakers, and it looks like he's shaping up to be one. If I had the number one overall pick in my rookie draft, I would give it for Martavis Bryant. Well, no, no, actually, no. Well, it depends where it goes. Actually, no, because I want Zeke. Yeah, I guess I don't know for the running back. But if I had the number two overall pick, yeah, if, I'd you, be able to if you were going to be like picking a wide receiver high, right? But if you if you're up there, you probably need a running back. So if you, yeah, you most likely need a running back. So if I don't need a running back, mm-hmm. uh, I am giving up. Like so, uh, yeah. Say I need a receiver and number one overall pick. I am trading for Martavis Bryant. And now, obviously, see if I can get a little bit of something back too, because you know, come draft season, right? Uh, that's where it is. But I'm telling you, I would. For Martavis Bryant. He's worth it. Agree he's, or disagree? Yeah. I don't think he's I don't think he's worth the number one or number two, but a high a high first round pick. I, I would our, agree. In our league, I finished with the in our Dynasty Nerds League, you know, uh-huh. uh two rough back to back years. I now have the third pick in the draft, which sucks because I won the number two pick for Laquan Treadwell. But you know, there's a lot of time. You know, there's a lot of time. Okay. But I know the guy with the first pick, Josh, is hundred percent taking Ezekiel Elliott. I think he's got to. Yeah. You, you already put it in ink. That's who he's taking. The number two pick, Sean, he texted me. He's like, hey, you know, um, I know it's head-to-head. It was a tiebreaker. We finished the same record. Mm-hmm. And he, I beat him head-to-head. So he's a number two pick. I'm like, yeah, the number two pick. He's like, good, because I really, really need a running back. I started doing the Mr. Burns. <laughs> uh, but, of course, you know, there's a lot of time and things will change. Right. I'm like, yeah, you, I was like, yeah, you do. <laughs> uh-huh. Sure. I was like, oh, my response is like, yeah, I need a running back too. Damn. Guess I'll have to take a receiver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
You know he probably <laughs> listens to the podcast. He shouldn't be gloating. Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, right. He'll forget this whole podcast by the time March comes around, April, May, whenever we do our draft. I'll, uh, I'll have him write it down. Write that down. Take a note. Take a picture. I don't give a damn. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, it, it, a lot will change. We'll see what running backs are there. And for me, too, I might. I took Melvin Gordon. Uh, yeah, you sure did. Before that, I took Monty Ball. <sighs> Melvin Gordon. Ooh. You know, before I said, oh, he's getting a little better every week. You know, I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Another fumble. I think it's 12th on the year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to admit, I'm a little worried. Yeah. I have him in the RSO league, so I'm a little worried also. Um, He's firmly entrenched on my bench. Yeah, me too. You can't you can't start him, man. I, I, like, I, like, I had to start. In our league, we have integrity, so you had to start your best, line, your, your best lineups. Yeah. You know, so I still put my, my best lineup in. I started Alfred Morris over him. It's a good. That's what you have to do, man. It's crazy. Yeah, unfortunately, Al didn't do anything. But no, no, of course not. He more so. or less got benched. Uh, he, my running backs, you know, I had Le'Veon in our league right. hurt. You know, just everything kind of went to channel again. Injuries kind of killed me, but it is what it is. Yep. So let's move on. Want to hit up some Twitter questions? Surely. Let's do it. And don't call me Shirley. All right, Shirley. Let's get to the questions. Uh, let's get to the Twitter ones first. Here, this first one comes from at Carney one two nine, Keith. Is Jeremy Langford worth more than a number four pick next year? Dynasty format. Dynasty format. Uh, Matt Forte's a free agent next year. So likely going to walk. Yeah, he'll, I mean, he's old. Like Dallas. Like 29, yeah, yeah. Somewhere, Cleveland, who knows? So I think that's that lines up pretty good with his value, a pretty high first-round pick. Yeah, I think so. I think f- number four, I mean, I want to see how this plays out. It's kind of that's like borderline, I guess. It's really cool. I like me like right now. If you had asked me right now, I would say I'd rather have a number four pick. Yeah, I think I guess you're right. But Langford fits that Forte mold pretty well. Um, he's looked good at times in Chicago. So let me get. I haven't done all my rookie evaluations yet. Ask me that question again in March. It's close. So, I mean, the guy has a valid question there. Yeah, it's close. Yeah, it's close. Like, if you said number six, I'd say six for sure. Right. But, like, four, I just feel like, okay, because, you know, like, right now, it's, you know, on my mind, I'm saying Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Laquan Treadwell, Boyd, uh, and uh, Josh Dodson, like, up there. And we're, and there's going to be another running backs that are going to play out well. You know, where does Derrick Henry go? What kind of situation does he land in? You know, I, I may never draft an Alabama or a Wisconsin running back. Again, right at four, you're kind of right in that hovering in that zone of of I could be getting a superstar. Yeah, and, and I don't think I don't think Langford's a superstar. And I yeah, and I feel like we're I think he's good. if I'm questionable now, I guarantee come draft time, I'm like no way. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Yep. But, but then I'm like, he's probably worth like a later first, right? Even though I'm already saying this draft class isn't gonna be that sweet. Um, next one comes from at Stephen Duke at Stephen W Duke. Uh, Demarco Murray, Ryan Matthews, or Frank Gore this week. Ugh. Um, I'm probably um, I'm probably leaning towards Frank Gore. I think against Jacksonville. I think they're playing Jacksonville. Yeah, that's... I think so too. Even though it's I, I know we said we're staying away from Philly. I somewhat my first thought was like, okay, maybe Ryan Matthews there, but I like the matchup in Jacksonville uh, versus Jacksonville. I think I would go Gore. Yep. Me too. He also asks, okay, pick three. Uh, this team backed in, and I really need to help. Alshon Jeffrey. Okay. Jarvis Landry, Mike Evans. Martavis Bryant and T.Y. Hillen. Well, T.Y.'s out of those. Yeah, I think T.Y.'s obviously out with uh, Hesselback uh, being his quarterback. It's kind of hard to rely on there. Um, 
so for me, how did this team backed in? These sound, these sound like three, I mean, five pretty good wide receivers. Um, yeah, I'm, it's a really solid young. You're like going forward. You're like in really good shape. Right, right. Obviously, I think you're going to start Alshon Jeffrey no matter what. Alshon no matter what. Alshon. Um, Mike Evans plays the Saints this week, so that's like a game. You have oh, to play yeah. Mike Evans. That defense is terrible. So, yeah, so it comes that, down to like Jarvis Landry or Martavis Bryant. Two. We just got done preaching the praise of Martavis Bryant. Right. But I, I think I'm still going to lean, lean towards Landry. He's just a PP. As long as it's a PPR. PPR, I'm going Landry. Standard, I'm going Bryant. Yeah. I think that's that's the way to play it right And now. the thing, too, uh, they're playing the Giants this week. His best friend, his boy, his brother from another mother, Odell Beckham's on the Giants. That's right. They played college ball there at LSU together as well. Landry's the one that show, showed Beckham how to catch one-handed. Uh-huh. They used to practice all the time, so I think they might have a little... Uh, they might have a little rivalry going here. I think ja- I think Jarvis can be jacked up for this game. You're right. Um, he might be trying to make one-hand catches as well. I hope he doesn't because you want to catch with two hands. But I, I, I agree. I think I go Secure Jarvis Landry. Secure the ball. Yeah, Secure yeah. the ball. Uh-huh. Next, next one comes from at Matthew Mills. Um, at Matthew E. Mills for Matthew Mills for the podcast. How do you value Gio Bernard going in 2016 and give me a T-shirt? <laughs> well, Matt, you didn't win the T-shirt, Sorry. but you're more than welcome to go to DynastyNerds.com, click the shop button, and buy yourself an awesome T-shirt. There you go. You know what I mean? One, you worked for it. You're going to feel better about it. You're not taking <laughs> hand-me-downs. That's right. No freebies, man. Yeah, and you'll feel better about yourself when you're walking around carrying your Dynasty Championship trophy wearing a Dynasty Nerds T-shirt. I earned this shirt and this trophy. Damn Skippy. That's right. um, but the Gio Bernard question going in 2016, I think his value is right where it is right now. I don't see any change. Still a solid PPR running back, um, a, a running back two, who yeah, will yeah. still get carries on the ground. If anything happens to Jeremy Hill or if he gets like sluggish again, we'll get more carries. But still, uh, still a, a running back two. I mean, it's hard to say what's going to happen in Cincinnati. It's, um like offensive coordinator wise, because there are there's a lot of there are already rumors that Hugh Jackson might be a hot candidate to move on and become a head coach. I see Hugh Jackson being a head coach in 2016. So yes. it's kind of hard to answer that question because you don't really know who's going to come in and what kind of philosophies they're going to have. Mm-hmm. But you know, if everything stays similar, which I would think that they would either promote from within because that seems like the kind of thing that Cincinnati does I've said it for weeks now I think Bengals are like my choice to go to the Super Bowl in the AFC right so I so I mean I think it'll stay pretty similar I think you can rely on that kind of running back too yeah he's a running back too that you feel okay with in there if you have like a better option that you you know you would start him right Uh, obviously Jeremy Hill hurts his value with that timeshare you don't it's you know it's like a box of chocolates you never know what you're gonna get right but he's a running back too Yep. and same thing in 2016 I mean I'm more interested to see where Gio goes after free agency in two more years that's what I'm interested in. Hope he doesn't end up like CJ Spiller. God, was I wrong on that one? Oof. I gave a first round pick in a league, one of our listener leagues for him. I think I have the third pick overall. Ouch. Yeah, worked out well. Thanks, CJ. Glad you had 11 out of 16 games in a dome and you averaged six yards of carrying the dome. Uh, well, sometimes yeah. coaches. Sometimes you're right. Wrong. Yep. Sometimes you're wrong. Yep. I swang. I swung. You swung and you missed. And I missed. No big deal. Big time. Oh, it was big. The, the ball was in the dirt, and I swung. And the ball was in the dirt right in front of the pitcher, and I swung. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Tim, that one we answered already about the matchups for good players. Uh, this one comes from at Tree on the Wall 1. What does a running back situation look like for the foreseeable future in Arizona? David Johnson's dynasty value. Um, I, th- I mean, I think, obviously, um, Chris Johnson's coming back. 
and he'll be back healthy, even maybe for the playoffs this year. Yes. Um, Andre Ellington. Un, you he'll know, be back, but he'll get hurt again. Andre Ellington gets hurt a lot. So, I th- I mean, I honestly do think David Johnson is probably the long-term play there, but I'm just not sure that it's going to be until, like, maybe, like, two years down the road. I don't think he's a long-term play. You don't? I think he is. I think he's a, I think he's a good back to have on your roster. I think he's somebody that will play well when he comes in for injury. I don't know if he's extremely talented enough to carry the load. Questionable. What I'm doing as a David Johnson owner, if I do own him, and these guys are hurt, and he finishes his last couple of games really strong, I'm selling high. I'm I'm on board with that. I'm not like a, like the biggest David Johnson supporter. I just kind of think that he's starting to click a little bit. So, I, I, I mean, I... I think he falls if, into the category of, like, for a lot of running backs, if you get the carries... Right. You're, you can do it. You're going to put up fantasy points. You're going to look good. I don't see him as like a legit running back one. Hey, dynasty startup draft. I need to get me some David Johnson action. Yeah, I guess you're right. You know what I, you know what I kind of compare him to in my brain, which is kind of like, a, I guess they end up in like the discard pile for me is like Latarius Latari- uh, Murphy or whatever the hell. Latavius Murphy. Latari- Latavius Murray. He's look good. But he's nothing special to me. And I sold him for a first-round pick. Yeah. And I feel not, good about that. Yeah, I couldn't even remember the guy's name. Latavius. <laughs> yeah, Latavius Murray. Uh, and, and, and it's two M's in a row, so I'll say, mmm. Mm. Uh He just asked, suggested upgrades for the offseason during the pod would be appreciated. We'll cover all that stuff in the offseason. Like, guys, you want to add to your roster, um, buy lows, stashes, sell highs, all that would come after the season, right? Um, uh, yeah, we can maybe start ramping it up a little bit, you know, during the playoffs, during the playoffs. If we, yeah, if we don't have things to talk about, well, we will. I mean, the playoffs only a couple of weeks. I mean, there's no more in season talk. Good point. We can't tell you, who to, we can't talk, tell you to start every week because you're starting your best rosters anyway. So we guess the show's going to slowly start changing gears here. Yep. Our best stuff is ahead. That's right. So uh, we'll get into that in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So Mike, we'll be getting into it. Thanks for the tweet. Mike McCready. This or, one comes or, from. Mm. Mm, it's just, his Twitter handle is double M because his name's Mike McCready. Gotcha, man. So yeah, I'll just call him mm, McCready. Mm. <laughs> and this one comes from at West underscore H. At the end of the season, and you're clearly out of the playoffs. How do you set your lineup? This uh, one falls under integrity of the league. You start your best lineup. Yeah, you got to start the best lineup, man. Otherwise, you're just doing a total disservice to everyone else in your league and. Honestly, people just get pissed, and it ends up a bunch of people just threatening to quit your league, and the whole thing folds. And case in point, I am in a dynasty nerds league. That that not, I'm in a dynasty league. Uh, I got my brother in law to start a dynasty league four years ago, I believe, four or five years ago. And for some reason, we never went over this rule of integrity. And some couple people were kind of tanking their season like early, like really, really, really early. They were like, they, "Oh, I'm out of it because all these injuries." I didn't realize it till like mid-season, a little bit afterwards, when I actually played the guy. I, was, and I, wrote, I wrote the commissioner. Yeah. I said, hey, man, this dude's not sending his lineup. Right. And then I tweeted out in our group message, you know, saying, hey, dude, what's up? You got to say your lineup. So I'm like, oh, now you guys say something? It's like, well, I didn't know until I played you. Sure enough, here, come playoff week, you know, there's some more stuff. People are bribing other people. And like, well, this guy didn't do it here. And that's what it just opens a Pandora box. And I'm not going to go into details about it, but like something really shady went down in the league. Uh, because of that, 
and then and they brought up the case. Well, this, these people aren't center lineup, so it's just equal to that. Right? People, you can use your imagination. We don't want to throw anyone under the bus. Yeah, and but. I threatened to quit the league. Uh, if they, whatever went down, I said if this goes down, I'm out of the league. Just to let you know. I was like, you know, nope, no hard feelings. It's not personal, but I won't be in a league like this. And now we're gonna vote. You know, the rules after this season there will be a rule established. You can't tank, but it's like a dollar late, dollar short. But it, it right. does. It opens a Pandora ba- Pandora's box. If you don't set your best lineup. It's gonna make people bad. It's a number one way to ruin your dynasty league. Yeah, it's really bad. It really is, and that's what I think we mentioned before. The job, the commissioner, like the only job you have as a commissioner, mostly, is just make sure everybody's following the rules. Yep. As is. a dynasty commissioner, you don't really veto stuff. It's a dynasty league, unless there's collusion going on, and basically just make sure everybody's paying their money and make sure everybody's following the rules. Uh, same thing. Like that's why I feel like for the listener leagues, like I don't really have to be there that much. It's kind of like the rules are posted. Me not being involved much actually hurts me because I'm not seeing everybody whatever he's talking about. I'm not making enough trades. So that hurts me as a dynasty owner in these leagues. Uh, so I got to be more active because of that case. But at the same time, yes, that's, you're just playing babysitter. Yeah, base. Moving on to the next question comes from, ooh, our man Asher Wildman. Haven't heard from him for a while. Asher Wildman 6. With recent changes to Miami game planning and coaching, do you play, do you play any wide receivers or avoid at all costs? I think Jarvis Landry, man. Yeah. You play him no matter what, I think, at this point. And it's good to see they ran the ball more. Yeah. Lamar Miller, for the only second time in his career, he got 20-plus carries, I think. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, ju- <laughs> you know, Jar- <laughs> for you, it's um, Jarvis Langey and even Devontae Parker is starting to come on a little bit here late in the season. Yes. Still love Parker. Yeah, so do I. Still love White. Yep. Parker, again, he was hurt. Yes, he was. It's only year one, guys. Yep. These guys aren't all Odell Beckham. Right you now, know, Devontae right. Parker, he looked really good. He did two weeks in a row, he scored a touchdown. Right. I am still a big Devontae Parker fan. Me too, bro. I think he's going to be scoring a lot of touchdowns in Miami. 6'5", Jar- Jarvis Landry's under six foot. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's a deciding factor for me. If you even ask me right now, oh, that's close. Jarvis Landry, Devontae Parker, dynasty going forward. Yeah, I guess I'd take a Landry to be safe, right? Yeah, I think so. Damn, I want Devontae Parker. <laughs> I don't know. Devontae Parker's got a lot of upside. You can make the argument, I think, either way on that one. Jarvis Landry, for me, falls under the category. I would never own him in a dynasty league just because I wouldn't take him where he goes. It's okay. just, just one of the, not that I'm, like, I don't think he's bad. He doesn't have the wow factor for you. For just, me. He just catches a crap load of passes. Yeah, he's good. He's a hell of a dynasty. I know in one of the ADPs, he went in the second round. Yeah. Jarvis Landry. And I, and I saw that because when he, I was following, like, the draft, I'm like, ooh, Jarvis Landry just went, like, 15th overall. I'm like, oh, I wouldn't take him 15th overall. But I'm like, I guess he is worth it. But you know how those players are. There's players like you just won't, like. I know exactly what you mean, yeah. He falls in that category for me. Um, next one comes from our T-shirt winner. Oh. At Zinc underscore Oxide, Brian Zinkle. Congratulations. Congratulations. You're about your swag. I, I, I hate even using that word. I don't use the word swag. But your Apparel. wardrobe <laughs> yeah. is about to take the next level. Boom. Boom. Shakalaka. If you want to be making out under the mistletoe, well. Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Well, Brian, entering the playoffs, he asks, who do you feel more confident starting this coming week? Eddie Lacy or Duke Johnson? Who does Duke Johnson play for? Uh, the Browns. I'm starting Eddie Lacy. <laughs> Me too. As long as, as long as he makes his curfew, I think it's Eddie Lacy. I agree. Yep. Uh, let's move over to uh, Facebook here, answer two questions on Facebook, and we'll be good to go uh, for the week. Tom Jude, our writer, Tom Jude, mm-hmm. you can follow him at Sports. Oh, I forgot his Twitter name. Oh, that blows. At Sports Tom. All right. Yeah. Follow him on Twitter. He writes for us. He writes great stuff. 
Uh, does Martavis Bryant have wide receiver one potential, or will he consistently get production because the coverage is forced Antonio Brown? Now, we talked about Martavis Bryant. We did. But I like the way he words this. Is it because of the forced coverage to Antonio Brown? I'm yeah, sure it helps. Oh, that definitely helps. Yeah, I mean, he's... He, He's a he's a tall big he's a big tall wide receiver that's getting single coverage on the outside, so obviously that helps. And wide receiver one, it's a it's a it's a it's easy for you to say, but there's only twelve of them. Right, there can only be twelve. Yep, twelve chosen ones. I think he's borderline. It's because it, I don't really care about the coverage going to Brown because you'll see a lot of plays on Bryant where he's actually he's being double covered, mm-hmm. or he's in good coverage and he goes up. We've mentioned it the way he goes right. up and gets the ball. Right. I think Martavis Brown, Martavis Bryant, could be a wide receiver one. Uh, I think there'll be times that he will be hit and miss because of Antonio Brown and because of Le'Veon Bell. Um, but yeah, I think he could be a wide receiver one. I mean, obviously, I said I would give up the number one, number two overall pick for him, so I'm a believer. You are a believer. I think we're, I think we're both in lockstep there. I think he can be a wide receiver one. Okay, and then the last question of the day before we get out of here. And we get ready for the playoffs, which start tomorrow. Say what? Yes. God. I can't wait. I hate Thursday football. Um, I hate Thursday football even more during playoffs because they just make me nervous. Yes, even way more nervous. Um, if you're deep at wide receiver, this one comes from Steve Sousa. If you're, and Steve just bought a shirt. I think he bought two shirts. Hey, thanks, Steve. I know this because he lives in Canada. I had to send him to Canada. Well, we appreciate it, eh? We didn't make as much money because I didn't realize uh, – Shipping was way, <laughs> way more money. But yeah, whatever. If, if you're the question is if you're deep at wide receiver, what could you get for Julio? What can you get for who? You can get. I think you can get anything you want. Yeah, because for me personally, Julio. If I had the first pick in this dynasty draft, I personally. Yeah, look at you. You're like, oh wait, would I take Antonio Brown? Would I take Antonio Brown? And that's what I meant, Antonio Brown. <laughs> I said Mark Davis Brown. You said Antonio <laughs> Brown. Yeah. Dude, I'm tired, man. It's the end of this thing. Let's 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 do this. Either or, it's a co- it's a coin flip between those three again. He's the number one overall dynasty player. Let's just say it kind of like that. You can get anybody you want, except for probably Odell Beckham or Mark Antonio Brown, because those guys are likely not to get. I mean, maybe you could still, because maybe somebody likes Julio more. You know, like if you had Odell Beckham, if I if you had Julio Jones, I had Odell Beckham, and you're like, hey, I'll give you Odell for Julio. I'd say okay. Right. I mean, they're all close. I, I think that's obviously a hard thing to pin down. Who can? I mean, I think you can literally, you could shoot for anybody. Yeah, you, know? you get anybody you want and then some. Because yep. after, once you get past uh, Antonio Brown and Odell Beckham, yeah. I mean. So you're then you're looking at picks on top of players and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, because so. it all depends. It's going to start dropping. Because, you know, if you ask for DeAndre Hopkins, you could probably get Nuck in maybe like a fifth. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of like, where do you go there? It's kind of close because I'd, I'd rather have Julio, but it's not like if you're asking for DeAndre Hopkins and something like the Hopkins owner is not giving you really much more. Yeah, I mean you could probably squeeze a third or something out of it. Probably a third, yeah. Whatever. Fifth is kind of out of there, but yeah, anybody wants to answer, right? Yep, I believe so. Well, that's it. I hope I'm uh, here talking. Uh, I'm still playing next week. Of course, I will be because I have bye weeks. I have two I, out of out of the three playoffs that I'm in. I have two bye weeks. It feels so good to have a bye, doesn't it? Because yeah. you know you can't lose. Because well, here's the thing. That's the idea. Yeah. In fantasy football, it doesn't not matter how good your team is. Come playoffs. It takes one crappy week and you're out, man. It takes an Smell al- you later. It takes an Allen Robinson to wipe you out. Right. Yep. You know what I mean? It yep. takes an Antonio Brown game. If you had Antonio Brown and Big Ben and you played that matchup and they had 80 points among them, you're going to lose. See you later. doesn't matter. Even if you had yep. an Allen Robinson, you might lose there. 
So it's just, yeah, one bad game, one bad slip-up, one no-show from a player, and it's all over. doesn't matter how. If you could be the number one seed, you could have the most points by 200. It does not matter. And that's usually the way it plays out a lot of times anyways. Yep. You know, your team beast all week. There's a lot of luck involved, man. I I remember there's a league. I went undefeated. I had the most points by a crap load all the way to the championship game, and then I lost by two points. Burn. Yep. Nobody remembers second place. Nobody. I didn't even remember that. No, I do remember. I'm up 600 bucks, <laughs> and the season just started. Nice. I love side bets. Hey. You know, you're nervous. You're like, dude, I just made $600 in side bets. I'm like, what the hell am I thinking, making $600 in side bets? Like, this is, the league is not even $600 to get into. <laughs> <laughs> I just felt good about my team. And I was right because I have the buy. So There you go. Good luck to everybody. Good luck. Good I hope luck. everybody comes away with a W. Uh, and if you're not, in the playoffs? Well, we're here. Trust me. We're here for you, too. We have tons of stuff to help you get back to the playoffs next year. That's right, man. We're loaded with info. Um, if you have any questions for the playoffs or off-season talk, you can hit me up at Twitter at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. Uh, make sure you get on DynastyRunners.com. Use the forum. Tons of users on there to get uh, opinions from everybody on there as well. Uh, our rankings will be being updated. I know at Tim at Tim NFL is going to join in on the rankings as well. You should follow him on Twitter as well at Tim NFL. His name's Tim Torch. Tim the Torch. If you would like to support the podcast, like we said earlier, make sure you get on dinosaurs.com, buy a t-shirt. If you do not want to buy a t-shirt, get on iTunes, give us a ranking review. It helps us more than we can say. And we do again now have a donate page on top of the website. We are not beggars, but again, if you enjoy what we do and you want to make it even better and you know, donate, even if it's a buck, Hook it up, man. Yeah. I'll take that buck, and I'll go buy myself a dollar cheeseburger. Mm. Just kidding. It's going back to the website. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. JK. So, all right, guys. Well, good luck, and we'll be back next week with another action-packed episode. Congrats to our T-shirt winners, and we'll do it again in 99 more episodes. All right. Late. <laughs> Ready, set, put up. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.